0: everybody. It's your girl Angela for another episode of the Come and Talk to Me show. Today we have the Wonder Woman, Miss Jill here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for coming. I was going to say I haven't seen you in a year but we did do one social distance distance picnic. picnic. (laughs) We followed the rules. We We were listening. We followed the rules. We were on separate blankets. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard but it was good. It was good. Like our first interact or whatever. So Jill, you have all the monikers. You have Woman, yes, always first, right? Wife, mom, attorney, travel blogger, entrepreneur, yes. activist, philanthropist. <laughs> so I was just thinking about like the, the, the project you had to raise meals for essential workers in hospitals oh, yeah. for lunch and dinner, and like you do your stuff. Like even when you do your traveling, you make sure you do some sort of. Social work and um, community um, participation,
1: even when you're traveling abroad. Yeah, I tried. I never considered myself, you know, a philanthropist, even though I, I mean, I would love to get, get to some level where I'm like, oh, yes, philanthropist, that's me. <laughs> but I, I don't consider myself there yet. Yeah. But, um, but I do, I guess I just look at it as like giving back or service oriented or something mm-hmm. like that. But,
0: You also instill this in your children, which I think is really great, and I know that you you have them on your trips and they participate when you give back, and do you do it locally
1: also? Um, You know what, I haven't done as much locally. Um, You know, outside of just things that I, I, I'm in a couple of organizations, and so through those I might have service Projects or something, but the Uh, thing with the hospitals and the essential workers That was probably like the bigger thing that I've done the biggest thing that I've done and then I'm working on something now um, to donate um, Menstrual products, okay for girls Mm -hmm. who you know have a hard time getting them and When I was was in South Africa, that was the first time
0: that, that I heard, heard,
1: and I know I'm. I was late, but the first time that I heard that there were girls who didn't go to school for days because they couldn't afford pads or tampons oh, wow. or whatever. So we had visited this orphanage, and they were telling us that a big part of um, their outreach is providing those products so that these girls aren't just sitting home missing school for you know however many days a month. Yeah. Um, and I that it just really hit me, and then you know I thought about it as it relates to there but then here obviously right here at home there are girls who you know don't want to be embarrassed or don't have the products they need and so so
0: i wanted you here because i wanted to talk about our favorite topic and i think i'm gonna like i wanted to i told you i'm gonna call this episode i'm rooting for everything black yeah like i want to talk about all the things black because you and i will get on these kicks Mm -hmm. and we will talk for hours about anything black related and so that's what i want to talk
1: about black business (laughs) okay what are your what has been your experience with black business well I'm gonna make a moment and I have to say if we're gonna talk about black business we need to start with you because nobody I know supports black businesses <laughs> like you Angela will you will be like here's a black plumbing company yeah black, you want ribs here's a black company you want smoothies here's a black I mean I know so many of the places that are black-owned through you, oh, and really? you posting Thanks. and reposting and sharing lists. Or here's the top, especially through, you know, during this time um, with George Floyd and everybody suddenly jumping on the whole black yeah. bandwagon and then the need to support black businesses has been really highlighted. And so I know you had shared a few lists before. I think even yeah. in the LA Times there were some, but you shared them like on Instagram. Yeah, and so that's. Like, what makes you just really want to bring it to the forefront for other people?
0: I love everything black. And I just think that sometimes when we think black business, we automatically either think, like, restaurants or clothes. Right. Like, you know, and there's so much more that mm-hmm. we're capable of and more that we do. Yeah. And so I, that's why I try to, like, push, you know, like, Um, I think it's important. I try to surround us, like, my family with as much black business and other black people as possible to just try to recirculate those black dollars, build the black community Mm -hmm. as much as we can and, you know, I might not be successful in like a hundred percent, but I'll try to find, you know, something first like um, our gardener is black, our handyman is black, the guy that does my taxes are black, Mm -hmm. is black. like you know can we find somebody black to fix our car like right. can we i just really can we find somebody black our contractor is black so right. like right. you know update our house and then also i like to eat We, you know so i'm also right. support like all these different types of black businesses that are out there and you know black clothing lines mm-hmm. if i can find them because that's one of the reasons um you know, when you when you learn the list of all the things that are plaguing our community, one is just, like, the lack of circulation of black dollars, you yeah, know? Yeah. Oh, my dentist is black. Right. I went and hunted. Like, I was so adamant about finding a black pediatrician, you know, that. for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I found a black pediatrician who I love. Like, <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Kyle Monk. She's, like, you know, and I love, like, because even with her. So, we go to these appointments, and she talks to me. You know, like, we have cultural Mm things that we do knows them she gets them and you know so she's like don't you be putting no cereal in her bottle at two months you know (laughs) because that's what we do you Mm -hmm. know like and so to be able to like talk to someone that can relate I love how like black people talk to each other Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's just a different type of way yeah like that we vibe and so like to be able to have that comfort level Um, and then I want to share with people like I'm still learning and Mm -hmm. researching so that's why I post it because you know, yeah. everybody's still learning Yeah, as more information becomes available to us. Mm-hmm. So I just try to post it all the time. And I do have people hitting me up. It's so funny, like yeah. I had someone um, hit me up the other day. It was like, do you know a black, um, sunscreen and I was like oh yes I do you know I just found one because I was thinking I need sunscreen yeah first let me research black like let me my face washes from a black-owned company like I just really try to support as I can and I've you know what I've been really satisfied Mm -hmm. with the results that I've gotten yeah you know what I mean like more often than not I am very pleased with all the
1: services that I get from black-owned companies we had talked about how like you know people will have one bad experience at a black mm-hmm. restaurant and be like oh I used to die. that's why I don't go there you know whereas if you go to Cheesecake Factory and you have one <laughs> bad experience is that it for Cheesecake Factory or do you continue to go there so it's also about people just kind of learning to give us the benefit of the doubt yeah mostly ourselves you know each other why do
0: you think there is like a different I feel like there's a different expectation when you enter into like a black business like there's some different um i think that's why sometimes i'm more pleased Mm -hmm. right because i don't treat it like you owe me a favor i feel like that's what it is i feel like sometimes people are like you owe me a favor Mm -hmm. for supporting your business right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. whereas a business is a give and take you have a product i have money I want right. to buy, or a need right. to buy this product, but I feel like there's some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. I should be treated this way when yeah. it's it's just a business, like any other business. Why do we feel that way? I
1: don't know. I, I really have no idea. Um, I don't know. I have no clue. I mean it's like we expect a black business to go above and beyond our mm-hmm. expectations for any other type of business right um, it's like you go you hear people talk about going to a Asian owned beauty supply mm-hmm. store and talk about all kinds of things that they do or don't oh, do yeah. or you don't like or they watch me they do this but but you continue to shop there mm-hmm. but then you go to a black-owned beauty supply store and one thing goes left and it's like see that's why I don't support blah 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 yeah so I I don't know why we're like that, some of us, but I do think that we just have to give each other grace and understand that our support starts with us, you know, it starts with each other. And before we expect um, other people to patronize our businesses, we need to patronize each other and um, just be willing to do what we can. And that might mean some things fall short here and there, but it's like, just keep you know, try and and it might mean that, you know, this particular business is not the one for you, but guess what, there's a whole... Right, and it's okay that a particular business is not,
0: you know, the one for you, but, you know, but I just don't like the narrative of, I had this, you know, experience that I didn't, it didn't go as positively as I would have liked, Right. so I'm gonna make posts on Instagram or on Facebook and I'm just gonna bash black business, you know, whereas either, you know, if you feel inclined, bash this specific black business, if right. if that's what you felt like happened, or you know, like you said, give it a little bit of grace. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of times we have to understand we're also really first generation business owners. Yeah, you know, really. a lot of of other nationalities have the have a little bit of. Um, you know, I was raised in my father's restaurant right or my father's corporation Mm -hmm. and you know a lot we don't have that we are starting a lot of these things so there are some things that we have to learn Mm -hmm. and there is a difference between being a customer and being a business because maybe some Mm -hmm. things we like as a customer don't really work for the bottom line of a business right Right. so we might not understand really why some rules are Mm -hmm. in place Mm -hmm. you know um I had a situation one time I saw someone post You know, this place is really horrible. Their return policy didn't let me return it. How dare they? That's their return policy. So -hmm. if you don't like their return policy, that's fine. Don't support this business. But why are you blasting a business because they don't have a return policy that you like? That's not a bad thing. Right. It just doesn't fit into what you're trying to do. And it's okay. Mm You know I think we need to realize some things are just okay and we don't have to we don't have to
1: broadcast it. yeah I'm personally not about to go bash a black business period mm-hmm. I mean anywhere in any public type of way yeah public space you know social media online like I'm not doing that if I don't like it I don't like it I mean I'm not big on bashing stuff like that in anyway. general yeah. yeah that's not my thing I yeah. think some people really thrive off of that though mm-hmm. but um, you know like even I don't know I could see like a try a black business or sometimes even like a black movie or whatever but, I mean, I I'm, I think you can give your opinion, but I'm yeah. not about to just be like oh, it was just horrible, you know right. I'm not doing all that right, I yeah. mean, you know, somebody black wrote this produced it, directed it and that took a lot I mean, it took a lot for anybody, but for someone black to do it, it really took a lot Yeah. and I'm just not about to bash it, that's just how I feel about it um, What was... What was Keyshawn Johnson? Oh, um, um, what was his was restaurant? It rain? No, Rain.
0: Oh, it was. It rain. was Rain with the macaroni and cheese yes, and greens. That might, oh my God! It was like, why are we paying twenty five dollars? I mean, why? But because we,
1: we could get it much less. <laughs> but but we this did. is especially good in the
0: ambiance. But let's talk about that and the hesitation that people have with black businesses being in upper tiered price points. Mm.
1: I hate it. <laughs> I hate, no, I hate people having a problem. Yeah, I know what you Oh, okay, yeah. I'm like all aggressive. Yeah, let me I explain. Know I hate it. I mean, let people, you know, you have to get a business off the ground. You have to set your prices. And what I have a problem with is people who will come to a black business and have a problem paying, you know, high-end prices, but have no problem driving wherever, mm-hmm. some other neighborhood, and paying higher prices. Yeah. Um, it's like, if you're going to support a black business, support a black business. Yeah. And, I mean, if you go somewhere and you don't feel like the price is justified for what you receive, then Absolutely. okay, that's one thing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like, have an open mind. People want, it's like, what do you want? Somebody to open their restaurant out of their garage and be <laughs> selling you plates of food so you can then complain that they opened a restaurant mm-hmm. out of their garage and ser- so sold you plates of food. So, I don't know. It gets on my nerves. Yeah,
0: I, it's... Sometimes, like, I I read, you know, I'm always traveling around social media, and I read these comments, like, I mean, it's just a t-shirt. But I'm like, but you buy, I better not see you in a t-shirt that's not (laughs) out of the swap meet or target, to be honest with you. Because Mm -hmm. any t-shirt you're buying above that price point, you're being, you know, and and you're literally paying for the label. Like, I've obviously, you know, my... Profession for many years was making clothes in the fashion industry Mm -hmm. like I know how much we pay To make this stuff and then how much we mark it up and you know all of that and and it's okay Mm -hmm. like Again, if you don't want to buy at this price point, it's okay You do not have to buy at this price point I just don't understand the bad-mouthing of people that want a business at that price point the assumption that all black businesses are supposed to be you know bargain bargain shopping Mm -hmm. like we can have extravagant things we can be as glorious and beautiful and as expensive as we want to
1: be and it's okay we are grand people like we like grand things yes you know flashy things and nice things and you have to pay for that but i think people are embracing it more now yeah i just think you know you hear it still but i just think we're kind of getting to a better space of people embracing black business in different capacities.
0: Let's start with, I know that you went to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Hampton. Went to Hampton. What made you decide a, on an HBCU? Did you always want to go to one, or what was that thought about?
1: When I was like in middle school, I started, my mom started kind of like taking me to, we would travel and um, in the summer she and I would travel and we started going to like cities, and they happened to have black colleges. I don't know if for her that was more um, by design or something, mm-hmm. but for instance, we went to Atlanta, and then we went to Spelman, and Clark, yeah. and Morehouse, and we went to um, D.C., and we went to Howard, and um, you know, just other little trips like that. Some clo- I grew up in St. Louis, so even like um, in... Lincoln University I can't remember exactly where that is but that's nearby and so we went there once too but um, she kind of laid that foundation Mm -hmm. and so when it was time for me to pick a college when I was like a sophomore we did a more extensive like actual college tour thing and that was really interesting and when I went to Hampton campus I was like oh this is where I want to go nice now, I did go to Hampton for three years, but I did transfer, and I ended up going. I finished, I did my senior year at Temple in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so I graduated from, from Temple. But I always say, like, I came into who I am at Hampton. Yeah. And my closest friends, some of my closest friends are from Hampton, and, you know, I think I became a woman, you know, mentally mm-hmm. at Hampton. That that really shaped me and grew me into, like, who I am now. Or, or you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, I, it's so funny, I just have to say this. So when you say like my closest friends, obviously that's how we met right. through one of your close friends who's one of my close friends, Val. And I was going to talk to you about Val, mm-hmm. but even with you just saying that right there and this little hint of mimosa, I, I got can. a feeling in my yeah. stomach, so I cannot. And I not. got something going yeah. on right now. <laughs> when you said that, I'm I like, was like, so oh, I can't no. go there because I don't no. want an ugly cry on campus. <laughs> but, you know, Val, we miss you and love you and think about you every day. Yeah. And I remember, uh, so I went to these like college prep classes mm-hmm. from um, a guy named Dr. Cliff Brazil, who actually recently just passed. Okay, but he was really great at um, discussing the the way that the educational program is kind of set up against. Us, Mm -hmm. you know so he's like basically like I was on honor roll Mm -hmm. I was a cheerleader I was in leadership I Mm -hmm. had a job Mm -hmm. and my counselor at school is like talking to me about junior college (laughs) you know what I mean and and in his classes so you would go to his class every week and he would be like this is what they're gonna tell you Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. should be doing because that is literally like how that the system is set up you know against us and so he would he oh my god he supplied fee waivers he worked with everyone on their essays Mm -hmm. you know to help them get into college helped everyone fill out you know sometimes that paperwork is complicated Mm -hmm. or it's tricky they're trying to like trick you and stuff he was really like he would have one-on-one appointments Mm -hmm. he had like the weekly classes he made you apply to say if you you know your gpa or your sat scores said that you should only be at this level Mm -hmm. you had to apply to at least three colleges You know, because he's like, let me surprise you. Like, Mm -hmm. let me show you what you could do. And he was just really about, like, expanding your mind because we feel limited at Mm -hmm. times, especially when we grow up. And a lot of us, you know, don't have money and don't have Mm -hmm. means and Mm -hmm. don't have, you know, our parents might not have went to college, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things that he also was like, these black colleges ain't got no money for <laughs> right. financial aid. Right. You know, the out of state fees for like someone coming from California. Mm-hmm. We don't have any HBCUs out right. here. Um, and they are late mm-hmm. on admissions. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go to Gramlin, I applied to Gremlin, I got my acceptance to Gramlin while I was at summer bridge at San Diego State like how you gonna tell me in July that I'm supposed to move to Louisiana in August you know but I've always wondered what different experience Mm. um, I would have had if I would have went to a black college like you know what I mean like as opposed to uh, the predominantly white college that I went to where Mm. you know out of 30,000 students us thirty black kids,
1: so I know. I think there's maybe three hundred. So, but you know yeah. what I mean. I was seeing a lot of things online recently where um, people were just saying like, if you ever thought that you couldn't get a quality education at a black college, yes. here are three very current reasons why you can. And so I thought that was really impressive. One thing I remember from being a student at Hampton was they really, I mean, it's like everyday black excellence. Like, black excellence, black excellence, black excellence from some of the best black professors and, um, you know, students, your classmates. And it's just, like, such a, almost an out-of-body experience. I remember one of the first things when you're a freshman and you go for, like, freshman week or whatever they call it. It's only been a few years since I've been in college, (laughs) but I can't remember everything. But, um there was this like week that we had to do, freshman week, orientation week. And we would go to Ogden Hall and you learn like, to be on time Mm -hmm. is to be late. Mm -hmm. And clearly that didn't resonate with me as I even got here late today. But the point is like, it it just teaches you like, this is, these are the tools you need to really stand out and to do, to excel and, and to just really push that whole black excellence envelope. And I think black colleges do a great job at that. And with my two daughters, I would definitely encourage them and take them early to see black colleges and walk around black campuses. You know, I think that it's nice to not just be a number in college. Yeah. I hope my daughters go somewhere with smaller campuses where they're not one of 40,000 kids. Mm -hmm. I hope they go somewhere where it's like 10,000 kids or something, you know, um, and I'm thinking of a black college with that. I also went to a black college for law school, um, Texas Southern, in Houston is a black school, and so um, that was my next experience, and it was the same experience. Just really, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to produce all these black lawyers, we want you to be out there and be prepared and armed with everything you need to be successful. And and that's not just what's in the books. Yep. You know, that's there's more to it than that. And I think that's what black colleges really do a good job at is filling in the, the gap, you know, or standing in the gap of like, okay, this is what you need to be successful in the world as mm-hmm. a, you know, highly employed person, but here's what you need to know, a little extra. And it also gives you like that confidence that, you know, of just kind of being able to spend your college years among people who look like you on all ends of the spectrum, but you know, to just kind of grow and just meet so many people and just really thrive in that environment. I was watching a Breakfast Club interview and Killer Mike
0: and DJ Envy had got into a little tiff. And it was discussing, like, not even, like, black college, but just even, like, your formative years of education, how important it is to be around people that look like you. You know, like, I've always, like I said, I've always been, like, bussed out um, Mm -hmm. to schools. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, you know, one of very few, like,